Hello, podcast people. Hello, hello. Bear with us. We are going live on many different platforms. Many right different now. Facebook. Three, two, one. We are live there. Hi, Facebook people. We're live on Twitter. Live on Twitter. And Instagram. Live on Instagram. Now live. Holy crap. We are live in four different spots right now. <laughs> we are live on Facebook. We are live on Twitter. And we are live on Instagram. And we're also recording our podcast right yes. now. We told you we were doing I, big things. I was just going to say that. 2020, we, we promised you big things. So this is a good way to kick it off. It is our first mm-hmm. episode of the decade. That sounds weird to say. It Happy does. 2020, everybody. Happy New Year. 2020. Episode 93 of the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. Uh, you know, we're counting down to 2020. And now we're counting down yeah. to episode 100. We've got seven more to go after this. So... I'm looking you forward keep asking, to that. We keep yes, yes. <laughs> so again, welcome. This is the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. We have all the top stories of the week um, in football, in housewives, life, whatever. Life. Um, and we have so much to discuss. We haven't been with mm-hmm. you here in the last two weeks. It happened to land on Christmas, happened to land on New Year's yeah. Day, but we are back and we have so much to talk we're about. Back. I feel like we were on an extended vacation, but a part yeah. of that extended vacation was like me just sitting in my sweatpants for like three weeks at a time. <laughs> playing and it's Super like, Smash Brothers. Yeah, playing Super <laughs> You guys saw our live show. We did play Super Smash Brothers live and it was so much fun. So yeah. thanks for joining us on that. And I don't know which camera to look at. So if like I'm looking at you here, I'm looking so at you awkward. here. So maybe we just look at the Facebook one. But then these people are getting me like this. <laughs> well, let's kick it off. We had um, poll questions. Caitlin and I had the same ones on our Instagram accounts. Um, and straight up, we just want to know who you guys are picking uh, for the divisional playoff games this weekend. Oh, no, we lost you on Instagram. We lost, we're back. back. We lost, lost them. Back. back. Lost them. Back. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> so we want to know who you guys are taking this weekend for the divisional playoff games in the NFL. Um, there are going to be four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. So straight up, we wanted to know who you, who you guys are taking. Um, first one, Minnesota Vikings against the San Francisco 49ers. 78% of you are taking the 49ers. Um, Caitlin and I will get into our picks a little later on. But this is you. this is what we got for you guys, all right? Um, Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens. 77% of you are taking the Ravens. They're definitely a heavy Super Bowl favorite yeah. right now. Um, Then we have the Houston Texans against the Kansas City Chiefs. 85% of you are taking the Chiefs. Um, And then our toughest game for you guys, clearly, to pick from. um, Almost dead even. This was crazy. And we had a ton of votes. So um, Seattle Seahawks Mm -hmm. versus the Green Bay Packers. 51% of you. Slightest 1% edge. Going to the Green Bay Packers. Well, I kept checking on my Instagram account all day, and all day it was 50-50. Flip-flop. It, it would flip to, like, 40-60, and then it just kept going back and forth. And then, obviously, adding both of ours up at the end, we yeah. came out with 51%. It's uh, That was the one. Every other one was just always there was a clear-cut winner. That one was where, like, neck and neck all day. Yeah. So, I mean, like you just <clears> said, we have three that kind of have a clear-cut mm-hmm. favorite. But this is playoff football. And yeah. we already saw crazy things happen yeah. last weekend. So, Honestly, I'm not going to be surprised here if one of those three games where the majority, like a heavy favorite, goes down this weekend. Mm -hmm. So we shall see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, But before we get into, you know, there's a ton of big stories Mm -hmm. of the week um, in football NFL-wise, but we did want to quickly speak about the fact that this was big in the world of college football, but now big in the world of NFL NFL football, football. and big in the world of Caitlin's life. So. We're talking about the announcement that was made this week uh, to a tag of Aloha. Caitlin and I have really been practicing on that. We've really been practicing. I'm very proud of us. Um, We we both got it down. Tua made his announcement that he is declaring for the NFL draft. Um, He will not be returning to Alabama. Uh, People were definitely speculating, like, which way is he going to go? Because obviously he was injured and... And it was just there was pros and cons for both sides. There, was, there really, yeah. there really was. But he's made the decision to go to the NFL drafts, and I did see it was because he's had positive um, notes from his doctors mm-hmm. that he is progressing well with that injury and, and rehab and everything like that. Yeah. So. What yeah. do you got first? I just wanted to run through his um, speech. So there was a press conference. Um, yes. So Nick Saban did open it up, and he said, you know, a lot of guys from Alabama, a lot of other college kids are are going out on social media and saying that they're declaring for the draft, or they're saying, he was like, but with someone like Tua, you know, it, it made a lot of sense for us to have an official press conference yeah. to go through it. So I'm just going to read to you real quick what Tua did say. Yeah, maybe I won't read all of it, but... 
First and foremost, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the opportunity to have a decision to make. My love for the University of Alabama, our coaches, our fans, and my teammates have made this especially hard for me. I have had the advice and counsel of my parents, my family, and coaches in going through a thorough analysis of alternatives. After lots of prayers, thoughts, and guidance, I have decided to declare for the uh, 2020 NFL draft. So he just got right to it. And I was like, oh, bro. Um, I can't express how grateful I am to have attended the greatest school in college. I agree. I cherish the memories that I've made with my friends, family, and loved ones along the way. I want to honor and thank head coach Nick Saban for the chance to play for him. I'm forever grateful that I not only got to build a great relationship with someone like him, but I also got to play for him. He goes on to thank the offensive coordinators, the quarterback coaches, his trainers, his family, and everything like that. Um, really great thing, but he did end off with this, which I really did like. There will still be a tag of Aloha playing at football, Alabama. My brother, redshirt freshman, Aww. quarterback, Talia. It's Talia, I think. Nice. Um, Talia. So I plan to stay close to the university and always be a part of the Alabama family. God bless and roll tide. Um, So this was definitely um, emotional for me to watch. I had a really big meeting on Monday um, Mm -hmm. at noon, so I did not catch the press conference live. I had to catch up at one. Um, So everyone in the world knew, except for me. (laughs) So I did. I was definitely emotional when watching. Um, Tua has been such a like a star to watch over the past couple of years, um, you know, overcoming a lot of areas, you know, taking over for Jalen and just coming in and really being that leader that Alabama needed at that time. And I had so much fun watching him. I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I did want him to come back for another season. Um, I, but I'm excited to see where um, he's going. So I wish him the best. And I, I really, I thank him. Um, I'm yeah. forever grateful for him being a really good good quarterback um, at Alabama and not only a good quarterback at Alabama, an Alabama quarterback that I think will actually make an impact in the NFL, which we don't always see. Right. Um, well, I think that, you know, I, I, as you being an Alabama fan and I'm sure all the rest of the mm-hmm. Alabama fans uh, can only respect and understand his decision. Yeah. A uh, lot of money when you play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that too is going to be, you know, a first round quarterback in in the draft and probably possibly in the first 10 Mm -hmm. picks and certainly you make more money like the you know when you are a higher draft yeah um and that's a lot of money to not go after and and my fear for Tua is if he went back to college and he got injured again and maybe would never see NFL money yeah I get it so Mm -hmm. I think uh everybody can understand and respect his decision and just wish him the best of luck with everything Absolutely. All right. So let's get into our big stories of the week for football. So we're talking about NFL coaching hires because it has been a whirlwind of a couple days here. So you have some brand new head coaches that have been hired. You have Joe Judge um, for the New York Giants. You have Mike McCarthy for the Dallas Cowboys, Matt Rule for the Carolina Panthers, and Ron Rivera to the Washington Redskins. So Cleveland right now is the only team they're waiting. Yeah. They still need to hire a head coach. Um, so they have interviewed Greg Roman, Eric Benimi. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my other New Year's resolution <laughs> to, to get names right. Um, Robert Slay, Sala, Brian DeBall, and interviewing Jim Schwartz today. Also supposed to interview um, Kevin Stefanski and Josh McDaniels. Yeah. So obviously Josh McDaniels, the Giants were supposed to interview him, go with Joe Judge instead. So that could be a clear-cut candidate for um, the Browns. So yeah. let's have an open discussion about it. Obviously sure. there was... Some major um, drama uh, yesterday morning when it was decided that Matt Rule was going to the Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm. Um, For weeks now, it has been he was the number one for the New York Giants. He really wanted us. We really wanted them. Excuse me. We really wanted him. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it came down that he was going to the Panthers and then that the Giants, a couple hours later, were going with Joe Judge. So, right. So, so what I read and, and like Kayla and I were saying, there's so many stories and reports. There was a it's lot. It's hard to know. And right when it breaks, it's very hard to know mm-hmm. what's true, what's not. But what it seemed to be is that um, Rule had his interview with the Panthers first. The Panthers made him his offer. Mm-hmm. It was a large, large, large a lot of money. offer. Um, and basically Matt Rule called the Giants, said, would you be willing to match this offer? And the Giants said no. So. Which is so ballsy because he didn't even interview with them. It is. It is. Um, and for a college coach? Like, come yeah. on. Well, maybe he just felt like he had nothing to lose. Okay, I'm going to ask them. Fair. If they say yes, they say yes. If they say no, I'm the, I'm the 
coach of the Carolina Panthers. Well, the Panthers did go after him, too. So it's so funny, like, with all these people. It's almost like the dating world. If you put in more effort, you're probably going to get that person because it's that's what the Panthers did. They were, like, at his door. They yeah. were there. They were – He's t- Matt Rule talks about the experience that they gave him and his family, yeah. like, all this stuff. The Giants just kind of, like, waited back. Apparently, didn't the Panthers also fly to him yes. to interview him? And the Giants were like, you need you to come to East Rutherford. Like, that's what I'm telling you. It's yeah, they did. They did really – like, know? it was a hot pursuit. Absolutely. Yeah, so they went after him. Um, but then there's also, you know, the behind the scenes that apparently Joe Judge had a kick-ass interview right. with the Giants. And it was basically like, you know, they get that phone call from Matt Rule and it was like, well, you know what? We're not going to make you this offer because we just spoke to this guy and right. we were blown away. Right, right, right. Um, I think that they had to have been blown away because they're completely nixing the interview with uh, Josh which they, Daniels. Which they've come out and said now that it, it was a phenomenal interview. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, listen, I mean, like, I- I'm going to talk about it more later um, about that one in general. But then let's talk about Mike McCarthy to Dallas. Um, it's so funny because when the Washington announced Ron Rivera and then the Dallas did Mike McCarthy, it was just like sending out tweets. I was like, damn it, damn it. No, another one. Like, no, like, I'm, I- I'm not so surprised by this hire by the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't think that they were going to hire anybody like a Joe Judge, like a Matt right. Rule. No, 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 I, no. I really felt like they were going to bring in like a very experienced, a guy with yeah. head coaching mm-hmm. experience and not just someone who's been a head coach in the NFL, but somebody who's had success yeah. as a head coach in the NFL, like Mike McCarthy. Um, all I can say is I, I do also believe that the Dallas Cowboys head coaching position, as attractive as that might seem to some, is also very unattractive, unattractive. because you yeah. have to deal with Jerry Jones. Absolutely. And as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you're never going to make the, the shots. No. You're never going to make the calls. It's always going to be Jerry's team. And it's yeah. Jerry's way or the highway. And that's very difficult for a it's lot of people. It's very world out in Dallas. So and, yeah. I say good luck to Mike McCarthy. I would never want to have to work with Jerry Jones. The one plus, though, is um, for the Dallas Cowboys with Mike McCarthy. So apparently in his, um, his year off from coaching, Every weekend, he's met with an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and a special teams coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I think he has, like, a team already set. Yeah. So he's been studying football, talking football, That's for great. 365 days, even when he's not been a coach. Mm-hmm. So this guy's ready. So he probably already has a team that he knows he's bringing That's up. A, that's a huge advantage to the Cowboys. Huge advantage. And, um, you know, we'll see what he can do. Yeah. Because, honestly, the reason why it is an attractive uh, mm-hmm. coaching position, because he can play devil's advocate here, yeah is that the roster is a great roster. Mm-hmm. People don't understand why the Cowboys haven't had great yeah. success because they have great playmakers. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is just the coach. And yeah. so we're going to see, but that is an attractive place to go to because you already have these stars lined up for you, mm-hmm. young stars. And you should be able, if you're a good coach, you should be able to rally those guys and get them to yeah. produce wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then obviously Ron Rivera to the Washington Redskins. Right, I was, was like, oh, I know. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. It's like the one that got away. I was really upset about that one because he was even out on Twitter. He was like liking tweets of people saying like Ron Rivera to the Giants. Yeah. I just, I think that, I listen, I'm happy with Joe Judge. And like I said, I'll get into it later about why I'm happy about the pick. But I, I really wanted Ron Rivera because I like his hard ass mentality. And I think the Giants right now, like we're a broken organization. Mm-hmm. And I think our team really needs to be, we need that like Tom Coughlin mentality. Yeah. I think Ron Rivera has that. Right. No, I really like Ron Rivera. And he's definitely, so that's why I he's definitely a player's coach. And I think his players love him. Yeah. And I think uh, you never really he's, hear, he's a good guy. Yeah. I, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And it would have been nice. Um, I know that you're going to get into Joe Judge later. I'm not. So I just want to, the yeah. same way with, um, with Mike McCarthy going to Dallas, playing devil's advocate, seeing both sides, um, one positive, one negative with Joe Judge. My positive, of course, is that, you know, I do like that he's been under Nick Saban before. I do mm-hmm. like that he's been under Bill Belichick. And I love that Bill Belichick had nothing but a rave review. Mm-hmm. And I like that he had such an amazing interview that they were like, we don't even need to interview yeah. Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. So that says a lot. Now, the negative I'm going to say, um, I guess my main one would be, if Joe Judge knocked this interview out of the park, if he was such an awesome candidate, I kind of want to know why nobody else was looking at him. Um, his That's only fair. other like big thing was to go back to his alma mater and be the head coach for Mississippi yeah. State. Mm-hmm. And which he did turn down. Which he did turn down. Too, and I also feel like that might have played into the Giants like going after him right away too, is because um apparently Mississippi State said 
you know, you need to give us your decision right. today. And so that might've put a little bit of pressure on the giants. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of curious, like why nobody else wanted him. Uh, they're definitely thinking outside the box and it just, I'll always give somebody a chance. And, and just like how not everybody loved that Daniel Jones pick in the draft. A lot of people, stupid. And you know what I mean? Like, everybody deserves a shot to prove themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, welcome to the team, and I wish you the best of luck. My <laughs> only thing, I pray to God that in two, three seasons from now, we're not looking for another new head coach. That is one thing, too. I, I just, I think the team needs stability, and that's all I want. Like, I wish nothing, like, for the best, like, for, like, this, him being a coach. But I just, the team needs stability, and, like, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. I right hope they now. got it right, man. Because, yeah. like I said, I don't want to go through this again. And my prediction is that um, Josh McDaniels goes to the Browns. He's their next head coach. My prediction is that he stays in New England. <sighs> okay. And I have, no, and then I have no idea what Cleveland is going to do. Cleveland does not have a head coach in 2020. Uh, Kevin Stefanski would probably be my pick for them. All right, fair. All right, so let's get into uh, the craziness that was Wild Card Weekend. Just what some weekend. thoughts about you know the games that we saw. Uh, let's kick it off with that first game. It was uh, number five Buffalo versus number four Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, that game went into OT, kicking it off strong in the playoffs yeah. with a great game. Uh, Buffalo dominated that game in the they first did. half. Oh my tale, of, tale of two halves, but really Buffalo dominated that game. And yeah. talk about that trick play, like five minutes into the game, beautiful. I, I'm beautiful. still, I'm still stunned that Houston, Houston ended up winning it. Uh, they won mm -hmm. on a 28 yard field goal in mm -hmm. overtime. It, again, it was a great game to kick things off. Yeah, it really was. I mean, I just, I. <sighs> I struggle with that the Bills, it was like a joke all season. It's like that they were doing so well. And the, again, everyone was like, no one cares that you're like seven and nine. Like, no one cares. But then like, come on, don't choke in the playoffs like yeah. that then. You're yeah. going to become the next Chargers, who didn't even make the playoffs this year. I, you're going to become that team that does really well, always has a winning record, but right. then you don't do anything I about say it. This about the Houston Texans. This is a team that, or yeah. the Tennessee Titans, yeah. they find ways to make the playoffs, but they're never a threat in my opinion. But I do want to give props. I thought Josh Allen making his uh, I think debut in the playoffs, I think he did great. Job. He was running all over them. I was they, very impressed with him. Yes. I, um, not even, like, running so confidently. Yeah. Um, not making a lot of mistakes. I just, he, hit the poise that he had in that game, you'd think this kid would have been, was around for three, four that? seasons. Yeah. I was very impressed yeah, by yeah. him. I, absolutely. All right. Then we had a huge game. We had number six Tennessee Titans versus the oh, number three New England beautiful. Patriots mwah, with the mwah. Titans upsetting mwah. New England. This was New England's first beautiful. home play. It was their first home playoff loss since the 2012 AFC Championship. Uh, large in part to Mr. Derrick Henry rushing for 182 yards. This was it. on his birthday this game was played. This was when mm. Storm Henry, Winter Storm mm. Henry was coming to New England. So it was like that whole joke. And um, yeah. 182 rush yards from Henry. It was the most rushing yards against New England in the entire Bill Belichick era. Mm -hmm. Not just like the playoffs, right? right. whatever. Mm -hmm. Like and nobody's ever ran for that much right. against Bill Belichick's New England mm -hmm. Patriots. So that was a huge game from Henry. And honestly, if Tennessee's going to upset again and beat the Ravens, yeah. it's got to be on Derrick Henry's Has shoulders. Has to be. Um, yeah, he it was him. He's been a beast, and he's he's a great young player. <clears throat> I loved watching him just evolve over the years. Um, and I was talking, um, I was watching it out in the city. Mm -hmm. I was talking to some people that you know the game that I went to at the Giants game last year. Yeah. Um, he is just he's, he's the, the biggest person ever. Like I've been watching him since he was like 18 years old, but on TV. So when I finally saw him like in person for the first, it's. Yeah, I think of like twenty of me side by side. Like that's how wide he is. He's tall. He's tall for a running back. Like he's a big I guy. Didn't, I didn't realize how big he was either. I know you told me when you saw I, him in person, but recently, like before the game, I was listening to commentary on the yeah. radio, and they said how tall he was, how much he weighed. Uh, I think he's like either six four, six five at running back. And when I like looked at it, I was like, "Wow!" I didn't realize this, but this is like a Brandon Jacobs. Like he's, he's like that big. So 
I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Super big guy. And he obviously, and I just, he's killed it. I think he's gone under the radar a couple of seasons, oh, yeah. which really pisses me off um, because I know how good he, kind he is. He has a slow start to his I, career. I think a lot, but I think it's fair for some people to have a slow start coming yeah. from college to the NFL. Um, but I just, I, I love it. I'm all for Derek Henry. Oh, absolutely. Um, then we had another phenomenal, another overtime game, two overtime yeah. games. Wow. Uh, number six, Minnesota Vikings versus. Wait, but three. I'm sorry. We didn't even uh, obviously ended on the Titans intercepting the Patriots. Right, just went, right. Like, honestly, that was just, it was glorious. Yeah. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> a lot of people about it, very, very just, happy. Oh, my God. Seeing that at the bar, and there's so many Patriots fans there, just, oh, God, you just want to rub it in their face. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, yeah. moving on. Sorry. Now number six, on. Vikings versus number three, New Orleans Saints. Nobody had the Vikings winning this game. Nobody. No. Um, and they ended up winning nope. in overtime on the first drive. Drew Brees didn't even get to possess the ball. We hate I that. really, we hate it. this we needs it. to be changed, especially in the playoffs. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to see that. No. Like, so my argument was when I saw it, um, when I was watching these games, I was saying the fact that, like, Football is a game of offense and defense. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just win it on one side of the ball. So no. why allow somebody to just yeah. win a game in mm -hmm. overtime when, you know, your offense is sitting on the side without a chance to come back and rebuttal? Yeah. So I, I saw, like, a funny, like, meme on Instagram. It was, like, talking about how, like, the proper rules, like, in beer pong, oh, beer when pong. somebody hits the winning shot, you get a rebuttal. Yeah, like, come on, NFL. NFL. I think it was, like, an ex-NFL player that said that. Yeah. It's like, come on, like, you got a beer pong Proper rules, rules here. It's not, it's not even, like, beer pong rules. It's literally um, college football rules. You need to do college yeah. overtime. Yeah. Everyone starts on the 25. Each team gets a start on the 25-yard mm -hmm. line, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Just, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. So then obviously the game ended um, with the Vikings winning uh, in overtime on that first drive. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins ends up throwing a deep, deep bomb to Adam Thielen mm -hmm. um, and then throws the game-winning touchdown to tight end Kyle Rudolph. Very controversial because people were saying that a lot of people thought and a lot of analysts and even um, some of the rules people like who were commentating on TV mm -hmm. from New York or wherever the heck they were saying that it was a push off and it should have been called offensive pass interference. What are your thoughts? I said that as the ball was in the air, yeah. as he literally stuck his arm out, I go, that's pass interference. Yeah. And you can tell because of how poised, poised, Kyle Rudolph was when he caught that ball he looked back immediately at the ref because he knows <laughs> watch it in slow motion because I said I just yeah. said out loud like wow he's really calm right now for just scoring the game winning touchdown yeah. when you watch the replay he catches it and he's looking around because he knows that he pushed off it was 100% I don't know why I, they explained why they couldn't like inter or review it I uh, no, I don't I, know. I don't know what the Saints did in their former life, but clearly, like refs don't like them. Refs they're don't such, like they're them. so likable. I they're they so likeable. they have this curse. Oh, maybe just... it was because when they put out the bounty hit, maybe they're still oh, paying yeah. for that. <laughs> maybe <laughs> what they did in their former. <laughs> yeah, I it's honestly uh, I completely know. mind blowing. Um, I'm not sure why they couldn't review it. I don't really understand what that reasoning was. Um, I mean, because nowadays, right, you know, right, you can. Right. <laughs> You, fly, you can challenge it, even though no team has won a pass interference challenge this season. Like, uh, it's just, it's yeah. mind-boggling. I don't want to so. see a game end that way, and I don't want to no. see a game end in overtime when the other team didn't get to possess the ball. I'm honestly shocked that the Vikings won that game. Not yeah, only, I, I mean, did. I kind of thought the game was super boring, in my opinion. Like, I thought it would be a little bit more exciting. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I just, the whole time I was watching the game, it was just like, I cannot believe that they're, like, they're winning yeah. right now. Like what? Like what is going on? And you like kept waiting. I feel like the the Saints, their defense and their special teams kept making really good plays, but then they kept getting it called back. Mm -hmm. So they really couldn't advance on like right. the big things that they were doing. And then right, Drew right, Brees, right. in my opinion, just didn't show up, and that's upsetting. Yeah, he didn't have a Drew Brees yeah, game. No. He really didn't. No. Um, and I personally think Kirk Cousins outplayed him, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought he had a great game. And certainly, they're going to be 
like hugely tested when they play the Niners this weekend. So right. we'll see what happens. True, true. But then our final game we had, um, this was, in my opinion, this was the most boring game of the weekend. I was um, like, I was, it was, I was snoozing. During you, that. Yeah, me too. I actually did snooze. Like, I, I, I think the think whole I third quarter yeah. I was asleep. Yeah. Uh, we I had, missed, like the first quarter and I'm like, but I was just kind of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we had the number five Seattle yeah. Seahawks versus the number four Philadelphia Eagles. Um, another controversial thing that happened over this weekend had everybody talking. Uh, Carson Wentz w- went out of the game in the first oh quarter, God. and a lot of people sang that uh, Jadavian Clowney, who put a hit on him, which is when he went out. A lot of people were saying it was a dirty hit, it was a late hit, should have been called as a penalty, blah, 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 blah. I didn't think it was. I don't think it was either. So it was so funny because um, I had I missed the hit. So the hit happened when I was not either watching or not paying attention. Okay. And when I um, logged on to Twitter, um, so you know me, I love doing very controversial. I do, love doing the football Twitter, and yeah. I was scrolling through, and I just I was seeing a lot of comments, and it was like murder, like all this, and I was like, look at it, I was like, wait, wait, what are people talking about? So I kept replaying, 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 and then someone's actual comment was like, that was a blatant helmet to helmet. I go, wait, is that what people are talking about? So I like literally watched it in slow-mo, and yeah, I got to admit, I yeah. don't, I don't think it was. I, I thought the same exact thing, so when I, wa- I actually watched it, right? Yeah. And when it happened, I didn't think anything no. of it. I was just like, oh, here we go, Wentz is like injured again, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When it happened in real time, I wasn't like, oh, my God, that was such a bad, dirty hit. Like, I didn't see that. It just looked like a football player making a football move. And it's just the game. Like, you're you're kind of going full steam ahead. It's hard to stop yourself. And, like, I just don't see the argument there. I really don't. So I don't want to hear it, Philadelphia fans. And they'll probably say until the end of time, we could have won that game if we had Carson Wentz, blah, 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 blah. Won that game and Carson Wentz. Philadelphia Wentz is not that good. Philadelphia Eagles fans, how about this for you? Trade Carson. Yeah, Wentz. you got to honestly rid of him. see what you can get for Walking liability. I don't want. Not a walk. He's a limping liability. One more injury from Carson Wentz. Yeah, you won't be able to trade him for anything. Stop. So trade him while you get can. Rid of right him. Now. Get rid of him. Um, so you have Josh McCown come in. At, he's 40 years old. He's the oldest quarterback to oh ever God. make a postseason I debut. And he he out. played a great game. I mean, Literally. you're not expecting to go in there at all. And no. um, his reaction after the game, like, he was devastated. Like, he fell to his yeah. knees. Like, his teammates had to lift him up and, like, console him. Like, and, you guys know how much we hate the Eagles, but you hate to see that. Yeah, too. just show the guy just, who deeply cares about his yeah. teammates, about the, the fans, about – you know, about getting a win, about yeah. winning a game in football. And doing his job. And doing his job. Winning a game, doing his job. And, and helping and, and being there to help yeah, I think teammates. I think yeah. the, the main phrase is doing your job. Like a guy that actually genuinely cares about it. Like making a difference, making an impact. And he did. He played his heart out. And a lot of respect for him too because um, my husband actually pulled up like – where he's been throughout his career, the teams he's played for. And it's a laundry list. I mean, this guy's played for teams like two seasons and he's on to the next one. And he's, Mm -hmm. he's probably played on like seven or eight different NFL teams. I mean, the guy's 40 years old. I assume that he has a wife and kids. You've got to pack up. You've got to move that. That's hard. And, and I'm happy that he got a chance. Like, at 40 years old, he's been in the league for this long. That's kind of awesome that he got to play in a playoff game. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, really happy yeah. for him, regardless of how well, he did. Out. He did come out after um, and make a statement. He did say, like, it, it meant the world to him yeah. and his family. Um, so, yes, he does have a wife and kids. And, like, he did talk about that a little bit, just going into um, into that. Just, like, for him to go in and, and actually get to play in a yeah. playoff game just really meant everything right. to him. Hang your head up high, Josh, Absolutely. because that, that was an awesome uh, performance. Hell, you're playing better than a lot of the young guys that are out there. Like, yeah. come on. Like, you literally, if, uh, if mm, it just, it pisses me off so much because if all of these, like, young guys that are getting paid, like, the bazillion, gazillion dollars played with half of a heart that he did, right. then it'd be such a more exciting league, in my right. opinion. So, do better. Yes. Be better. Yes. Alrighty, so we have our divisional round this weekend. Super exciting. Yeah. So let's get into that. Um, we're going to do our picks. So mm-hmm. we did not give you our picks before. Um, we did not tell you because we're going to tell you now. And we're also going to give you our national championship pick yes. because we do have LSU and Clemson playing on Monday. Yep, yep, yep. So let's go ahead into it. So why don't you go ahead and give your picks first? Sure. Um, this weekend, the divisional round games, I'm going with 
the 49ers. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs. And in that split game where you guys couldn't make a decision, I am going with the Seattle Seahawks. Great picks. And I say great picks because I'm completely mirroring them. I'm going with the 49ers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and I too am going with the Seattle Seahawks. I just have this vision in my head and and I was telling Caitlin about this today. I was like, I just really honestly believe that we are going to see a Seattle 49ers uh, NFC championship game. Yeah. Those two teams uh, had two of the best regular season games against each other. um, And they had that race to the very Mm -hmm. bitter end uh, to see who was going to win that division, who was going to get the one seed, who was going to get the five seed. And I think they're going to give us that round three and it's going to be just as epic. Yeah. So, um, I actually had the Ravens and the Saints in the Super Bowl with yes. the Ravens winning. So clearly I'm knocked out of that one. So now I see the 49ers shimmying their way up there. So Yeah, yeah. I definitely had to readjust my uh yeah. my thoughts because I had New England versus the Saints with New England winning. So Wow. Wow, Katie, wow. Wow, okay, and then uh finally yes. so you have um LSU versus Clemson. Who do you have winning? Uh I think this could be Possibly a surprising game with how close it could be, but I'm still going LSU. They're just absolutely dominant. LSU is so good. A huge Joe Burrow fan, and I think he played absolutely phenomenal in the last game. Um, The entire team did, and I am just – that's it. I obviously wanted Oklahoma to win that game. I wanted them to win the upset, but it just – it clearly was no (laughs) – not a chance there, and I just think that just shows how good they are. So I am 100% going with LSU on this one. I don't think Clemson has a chance. All right. All right, so those are our big stories of the week in football. Again, we're going to get into a game later that encompasses football, housewives, life, all that good stuff. Um, But let's get into housewives, big stories of the week in housewives world. Um, Our first story is about the Real Housewives of Orange County. Mm -hmm. And that cast, cast possibly all being on the chopping block to lose their jobs, to be fired. The entire cast, people, I'm okay? happy about it. Wipe them all out. Wipe them out. Um, reports are stating that Bravo might fire the entire cast of The Real Housewives of Orange County for season 15 and start fresh. Um, their pickup letters, a.k.a. whether they're coming back or not, are yeah. supposed to be sent this week, and apparently no one is safe. Um, Bravo is reportedly in a deadlock over or was in a deadlock over what to do. I'd like to think if the letters are going out this, this week, they've yeah. made a decision probably. Um, but Andy Cohen recently confirmed on Sirius XM's Jeff Lewis Live that changes are coming. Um, I have a quote on the back from a source uh, saying that Bravo execs are considering firing everyone. They don't want the show to be boring. They're making the decision now and are going to let the ladies know in a few days. Producers want Tamara, Shannon, Kelly, and Vicky to continue, but they don't want the show to become redundant and stale. And then as far as the new girls and them not being mm-hmm. safe, they said uh, the viewers don't connect with the new ladies as much as the longer existing ones. Okay. Um, so, and, and Andy said, like, we need to shake things up. Like, changes are coming. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he said it. Um and they also talked about the fact that Vicky's job is most in jeopardy. Obviously, she was demoted to a friend. Um, She's obviously she, a homophobe, crazy. She lunatic. went crazy at the reunion, mm-hmm. as we all told you. Like, we we heard that she did. And... Um, she has openly said that she's not going to come back in a friend role, only would come back as a full-time cast member. So uh, it's looking like Vicky is going to be done. And yeah. uh, she's definitely most in jeopardy. Listen, I'm sure. happy about this. This is their, um, their, their, the, the OG franchise. And it's been OG right. downhill for so long. I just, I, this is one of the franchises that I've watched from the beginning mm-hmm. and that every, you know, the two years that we've been doing this, so two seasons I've come on and I stopped watching halfway through because it gets annoying and it gets stupid. They lost a lot of good people. Um, and I just, I, I am over it. So are there any ladies from this cast that you do want to stay? Or would you be okay with wiping them, I'd wiping okay the slate with, clean? I'd be okay with wiping the slate wow. clean. Yeah. Could you imagine? I, it's do really it. hard do to it. imagine. Do it. Because we've been talking about it over the years. A lot of the franchises have been sucking. So maybe Bravo is finally listening to what we're saying. And they're yeah. probably like, crap, we got to get rid of like all that, these people. If Bravo that does that, that, that's a really bold statement. That's a statement put out to all the franchises. All the franchises. All the ladies. Like, you're not safe. If you yeah. ever think you're safe, you're, you're not, not you're safe. You're not. And I, I don't... And it's like they're not going to get rid of Orange County, the location. They can't. Right, like, they no, can't. They're no. not going to. But they have to get rid of, oh, God, it's just so frustrating. Because it's because it has sucked. Yeah. And I've been pissed off about Beverly Hills, too, so yeah. you can wipe them clean also. It's just, 
God, and just get rid of Potomac because that sucks. That whole franchise sucks. Yeah, and as far as the new ladies go, I mean, I always think by far that's Bravo's biggest challenge. Whenever yeah. they're stuck replacing people, mm-hmm. um, it's one thing to completely start over. I can't even imagine the task that start would be. Over, do it. But again, maybe you have to do it. But I always think that's Bravo's biggest challenge. Whenever they have to bring new ladies mm-hmm. in, because we have seen so many one and done. Sometimes they stick around for two seasons, but it's really, really difficult to like really hit the nail on the head and make yeah. them stick. Um, somebody like Dorinda, who didn't even come into mm-hmm. New York until like season five or six. And now you can't even imagine what New York was like without without her. her, Um, I think they've really done well with Jennifer and Margaret. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Jackie in New Jersey, but, uh, you know, my first impression with Jennifer when she first came on is I was like, oh, she's going to be a one and done. Nobody likes her. But honestly, I even said to Kate the other day, I was like, this is very strange, but I'm starting to come around towards Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Like she's okay yeah um so it's it's difficult but when they get it right um it's obviously a really good definitely. thing so i listen i i know it might be a shock to a lot of people but i'm definitely i'm for it mm-hmm. so yeah so all right we'll see what happens we'll keep you posted on that so let's shift gears to beverly hills in this wild and crazy crap that's going on um so they wonder if denise richards is going to quit the franchise um you know she came on last season and everyone was so happy fresh face but it's not just a fresh face like everyone knows who right. denise richards like is an actual celebrity she ended up being like pretty chill but then kind of annoying so like it's been whatever yeah. so there are reports that that suggest denise might quit the show after feuding with brandy you know ugh, god i hate her um throughout season 10 um denise has skipped out on film filming many scenes, including the season 10 finale, Party at Dorit's House. Um, so there's a quote on back for that, but um, let me read it real quick. Um, so a lot of the Real Houses of Beverly Hills cast feels that Denise will be done with the show and won't even show up to the reunion. They feel that she has no interest in being around them anymore, and she hasn't filmed in a group setting in ages after saying she'd show up and then not. They feel it indicates she's not going to participate in things and return. So there is no su- surprise there, um, right. but there's just so much going on. The the Denise Brandy feud has been a topic of discussion for the past couple of weeks. Yes. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's taken a turn for the very awkward and weird. And it's been like and... just fighting. And like, if you guys don't know who Brandy is, Brandy's like a, a real, like she's like an OG Beverly Hills um, mm-hmm. lady, but she has come back recently because with Lisa Vanderpump, like, being, like, gone, and she, like, they were once to feud, so obviously they're going to talk yeah. about Brandy now, because, you know, Lisa Vanderpump's gone, so that right. was, like, her biggest enemy, so let's bring her in, because Bravo, you know, they, the devil works hard, but Bravo <laughs> works harder. Um, so, like, bringing her in, so, <laughs> them feuding, it did, it took a weird turn recently, yeah. so a source, and we're going to, like, completely quote like quote like, and say these are heavy rumors like heavy heavy yeah. weird weird rumors that <laughs> Denise loved doing the show up until her feud with Den- uh, Brandy and Lisa Rinna um but there's a, a weird rumor out there a wild rumor that Denise and Brandy have slept together <laughs> they slept together months ago and Brandy thought Denise Richards is in an open marriage, um, but apparently she she isn't, and that upset Denise right, that she was Denise telling was people. people yeah. I so with that, yeah. Caitlin said this I, this to me. I had to uh, read last it night like, on Instagram like a hundred times because I. I was like, what am I reading? I thought at first maybe it was like the, the two ladies and then one of the husbands like, <laughs> together. Nope. Because only the one husband is involved in the situation. The other one right. husband isn't. Or maybe Brandy's not married. I don't think. No, Brandy's she's not, single. Yeah. She's single. Okay. So I, it's just like, I don't know. And apparently now like Denise's like husband, but that's not her husband. It's her fiance. I thought. Are they married? I think they're married. I don't know. Um, But. Uh, it was like he was like blindsided by this. I just listen. I, I don't know. It's but like Katie said, like it's no like real sources are saying right. it. You see it in a couple different um, outlets, and they're definitely some of the sketchier sites. So like I, you know, I don't really know what to make of it just yet. Yeah. But those are the rumblings right now. Yeah. Uh very very interesting. Listen, I'm hot twist. Really, uh, 
I'm not saying that I wouldn't be surprised in like a, like a weird way. I wouldn't be surprised because of how strange this rumor is because their feud kind of just happened overnight. Right. So something like this, I think and they were really close yeah, friends. Would spark so, a huge, like, yes. Yeah, so if they were really close friends, maybe they were really, really, really close like, friends. Like, really close friends. So, like, I don't know. So we'll keep you posted on both yeah, these five stories because they're obviously Woo! crazy and a lot of things shaking up, people coming and going and sleeping together, not sleeping together. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Whatever I guess is your thing. So <laughs> you do you. All right, let's get into this game. Um, it's a fun one. I like this one. Mm -hmm. uh, we often do buy or sell. This is a buy or sell bold 2020 predictions. So basically what we're doing here is Caitlin has five bold predictions mm -hmm. in the football world, housewives world, life. Five bold predictions that life. she thinks will happen in 2020 mm -hmm. on her own, what she feels. I have my own five. And then we will say, the other one will say, whether they agree with them, they, they buy it, I can buy into that, or I disagree, I'm selling it, I don't agree with you, I don't see that happening. Okay. So why don't we start off with your five bold predictions. So I do all five of them first. We'll do them one by one. And you buy or sell. And I'll buy or sell, okay. whether I agree or, or disagree. All right, so I've got some bold predictions for 2020, so I'm excited to get into them. So my first one is that Tua Tagovailoa, bang, bang, baby. And Jalen Hurts will both find themselves in starting positions in the next football season. Um, I'm selling. Okay. I don't believe that Jalen Hurts will be a starter in the NFL. I'm sure, you know, he can. I, I, I do think he's going to get drafted. I, I think my prediction right okay, now would be. he's going to get drafted. No, I know. That's no, but I, I I'm think, not saying he's not going to No, drafted. I know, but I think your statement was like, I, I do feel like he's going to get. Like, he's going to get drafted. drafted. I feel like he's going to get drafted in the third okay, round. Okay, sorry. My <laughs> God. Bite my head off. I'm going to because this past weekend someone had the audacity to tell me that he wasn't good. And I almost like. I don't think he's going to be a good NFL player. Okay. You know what? I'm going to just. You have to. I'm going to throw fist. I'm just. I'm going to get you really upset right now because it's just. It's not an argument. That All right. I'm just going to say. I think. That we've seen many quarterbacks and we've seen Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, we've seen fair. many people who are great in the college game not translate to the NFL. I think okay. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to translate well to the NFL. Okay. That's it. God, we can all have our own opinions. People don't forget. Don't. Oh my God. She almost <laughs> bit my head off. <laughs> I'm just still very triggered from sensitive. <laughs> my God. You're very upset, okay? It's like housewives. She's going to throw a glass of wine at me. <laughs> Number two, which is actually, we kind of spoke about this before. Vicki Gungelson will be banned from Real Housewives of Orange County and any other Bravo-related event or show. Bye. Yes. Um, I think she's out with Bravo. I'm, I'm surprised she wasn't out with Bravo that after that episode aired. I've seen people, I, I've seen a situation, like, I, I watch a ton of MTV shows, and mm -hmm. um, Teen Mom specifically, Janelle, mm -hmm. who's now her ex-husband, but her, at the time, her husband, David, was actually banned from the show, kicked off of the show, yeah. for tweeting really, really homophobic um, yeah. things, and, you know, Vicky wants to come out and say that she's not a homophobe, but she did, and whatever, <sighs> based on comments she made at the reunion, yeah. but you know what, like... Bravo does need to take that seriously the way MTV took it seriously. Yeah. And it's like, if we find that that's how you feel, you can't be represented right. on our show. Exactly. All right. Number three, the real football fans of New Jersey will get a well-known sponsor in 2020. So we will be a sponsored podcast. I, Lord, I'm going to buy it just because I really hope that's true. Hell for the year. <laughs> Is there any sponsors out there? If anyone wants to like fund us, if anyone wants to just, you know, we can sell your product, things like that. Um, we're really, listen, like we're looking to go out like with a bang this year. Um, so <laughs> buy it. Buy us. Buy someone buy us for the love of all things holy. I want to stop doing this in my parents' house. Oh my god. Number four. The Patriots will find themselves with a five hundred record and potentially miss the playoffs. Uh sell. Okay. They still play in the AFC East. It's a really weak division, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And um I think they should still be over five hundred wins. These are bold predictions, by yeah. the way. Um, and then number five, wrapping it up with the Housewives. The real Housewives of Salt Lake City will be better than all the other franchises. Current. 
So not like New York from three years ago, Jersey. So like just how they are currently. Currently. Um, I'm going to sell it just based alone on how great New Jersey's been. So I can agree and with that. And New York is still great too. I agree with that 100%. Um, but we've, I follow a lot of those Bravo uh, Instagram accounts. Um, like a lot of the ones that like were at BravoCon and everything. Yeah. A lot of them are, are like very, very excited, like very hyped. All right. Um, and I mean, a lot of them like Potomac too. So I don't know how much I trust these people. Uh, but they're usually pretty on par with what I feel about a lot of the franchises. Yeah. Um, so I, right. I'm excited to just see like fresh, yeah. fresh faces. Uh, give it a fair shot. Fresh area. All right. Very good. Very good. Those were good ones. Um, all right. Here are my five. I've got two housewives, three football. So let's get into it. Right. Number one, Dolores and her boyfriend, David, will break up in 2020. <gasps> oh, I want to buy it because I want her and <laughs> I want her and Frank Senior to get back together. So I'm going to buy it. And I just I seeing him on that one episode this season. I just I, they're really at a make it or break it point. Yeah. Right now. So yeah. I and think just, 2020 is the year where they're either going to be really solid or they're going to go their separate ways. I agree. All right. Number two, Ramona will stop dating around and debut a new boo in 2020. I'm going to sell it. Ramona is just living her best life. She's living her best life. <laughs> and I, I love her. Listen, there's days where I wake up and I'm like, I need the Ramona mentality. She just goes and she just does whatever she wants and she's happy as a clam yeah. and she just, whatever. I gotta say, I really feel like in both both physically and yeah. in her personality, I feel like Ramona is aging like fine wine. Uh, she because is. she looks better than she did season one. She looks better than That's number one. 28 years old. Number two, I really just... Like, as time goes on, I just find Ramona to be insanely comical. Like, I, she's just hilarious. great comic yeah. relief. Like, she really is. And it, it, she's just bopping around, like, yeah. living her life. She's so absurd I, that it's so enjoyable and funny. I just feel like she just, like, never has a care in the world. And I just feel like I, I don't know, I need to. She lives her life her own way. I overthink way too much. I'm too much you of gotta a be, mental case. I 2020, you gotta be like Ramona. That's 2020, Ramona. Ramona Singer. <laughs> All right, number three. Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger will suffer an injury again, and the 2020 season will be his last. Bye. Um, I actually don't even think he should return uh, in 2020, but that's my opinion. Um, and, yes, I'm going to buy that 100%. He is super injury prone. He's only getting older. He did not play, like, at all this season. And I just, yeah, no. Okay. Bye. All right, number four. I don't know if you're going to think this one is crazy bold, but there's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> um, in Jacksonville, Nick Foles will retire, and the front office will draft a quarterback in the first three rounds to compete with Gardner Minshew for the starting position. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, it's funny. I think um, Tom Coughlin was known for making, like, big, bold moves. Mm -hmm. um, and not that, like, you know, head of operations. I don't know how much he had to say in, like, the drafting and things like that. Yeah. Um, but getting rid of him, I think is actually, a a big takeaway from that. So I think they're actually going to play it safe. Cause I do think Nick Foles will retire. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to play it safe with Gardner Minshew yeah. um, and not draft someone in the first three rounds. I'm going to okay. sell that. All right. Um, and my last one, Odell Beckham Jr. Plays half a season with the Browns before being traded to the Patriots. Oh God. I'm going to buy this one. Oh, um, and I actually right. think he'll be on to the Patriots uh, sooner, sooner than half the season. Yeah. All right. Um, his time in – actually, I, I would be surprised. I would not be surprised if something happened in the offseason. Mm -hmm. I know they gave him, like, a ridiculous amount of money and, like, with what they worked with the Giants. Um, but I just – yeah. We, I, have um, a, we have a scenario where Odell – rumors swirling about him wanting out. That's number yeah. one. Number two – Patriots despe desperately need wide receivers. True. And number three, the Patriots have shown that they're willing to take people like Odell because they took Josh Gordon. They took Antonio Brown for a hot minute. Yeah. Why not roll the Why? dice on Odell? You're that desperate. Why not? You're that um, desperate. My biggest thing, though, is that, like, Odell, like, you can't be unhappy everywhere. Like, you need to find your area. I think Odell is obsessed with Tom Brady, and I think he would love to play with him. But Tom Brady, he's coming back, like, he announced it today, but, like, he might not be back in two seasons. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. But he does love Tom Brady. Like, he loves him. Yeah. All right. Those were good. Oh, Definitely some good, bold predictions. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. Oh, it's me? All right. Yep. So we are at the party tonight. We are going to get it off our chest. I think we're at a good spot right now. We are 48 minutes yes. into our broadcast, so we have not roughly about... Not too shabby. It's actually pretty good. We had a lot to talk about today. Yeah. So this is the part of the night. Oh, my God. Get it off your chest. Positive, negative, football, housewives, life. Listen, I can go on about life with all you guys for the next <laughs> three days if I wanted to, but I'm not going to bore you with my life tonight because it's... It's quite interesting. No, but we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into anything about my life right, on this right. show. Um, but let's talk about, I know you were talking about Housewives, so why don't you go ahead and get started? Okay, sure. Um, I just felt I would be doing um, an injustice to all of you if I didn't if I didn't bring up the hair pull heard around New Jersey oh, is what they're calling it. Not the hair pull heard, the hair pull felt. Like, I like felt it. Felt and, it. like, I think a lot of you guys, like, on the show, like, you see what we look like and everything. But, like, you maybe you go to our Instagram and stuff. So, like, I wear hair extensions and so does Katie. I. Like, so, like, my hair, like, like in pictures, like, down to, like, my waist. <laughs> I felt this hair pull. Like, and yeah. I, like, like, a tear shed because of how painful it is sometimes just to, like, run my fingers through right. my hair with my extensions. And, yeah. <laughs> to have some. No, so obviously we're talking about the most recent episode of New Jersey. Uh, Danielle and Margaret got into a massive fight. Danielle and Margaret uh, got into a massive fight, and Danielle yanked the crap out of Margaret's long extension ponytail. Now, Caitlin's saying that, oh my God, I felt it. Like, I felt how much that would hurt. I guarantee that Margaret's extensions are a lot more expensive than our extensions and are probably the ones that are really like hardcore in her, like implanted into her head. So I can only imagine, apparently there's rumors <laughs> that Margaret even wants to sue her, um, claims that she like, like almost broke her neck. Like, oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. it looked very bad. Um, and we only caught like the very end of it. It's a to be continued episode. Um, but basically, the way it went down is Teresa invited all the girls um, to go to this boutique and to the boutique shut down for them to just do um, shopping privately just as a group. Um, yeah. And it was a really cute boutique, really nice place and very expensive stuff. Now, my favorite part of this episode is at the, when the when Teresa or whoever goes in there first and they're looking at like candles and the guy who owns the boutique, like the designer, is like, oh, yeah, these, how much is this candle? And they're, he's like, oh, it's $675. Like, it's from Italy. I was like, holy crap. I was like, I love candles, but $675? Wow. So that, so that's like a great, like a great foreshadowing moment. Like, really glad that was captured on camera. Body I'm like twenty four dollars. Oh, love candles too much. The candles we go to the candle sale. Like I know, I know. And still, I'm like, oh, do I really want it? Do I really hoard the candles like in our bag? Literally, like <laughs> this is true story. Like both of us, true story. Um, so six hundred and seventy five dollars for a candle, and I'm so glad that that was like caught on camera because it was a great foreshadowing really moment. Was. I feel like Bravo was probably like, yes, this ties in perfectly because basically. It's Teresa and Danielle. They're having their own conversation and all the other women are talking and making fun of Danielle in the little circle and Danielle can overhear them and she's like, I'm going to go confront yeah. them. Teresa's like, literally I like five, six glasses of champagne deep. So Teresa's like, I got your back. And they, you know, Danielle goes up, she confronts them and it starts this big blow up between Danielle and Margaret. It was just a time bomb uh, waiting to blow up and tick and yeah. go off. And um, these two ladies are going at it. I mean, accusing one another of this and this and this and this, all stemming around the marriage of Danielle and Marty. Um, and it gets really ugly. Uh, what I do really like about it is that um, Teresa is blindsided by the fact that Danielle is a psycho. And right. I like that Dolores, who's, who's legitimately Teresa's real genuine friend mm -hmm. and always takes Teresa's side, always has Teresa's back, looking out for her best interests. Right. It's like, 
even her was like, Teresa, you're out of your mind. Right. What don't you see about this girl? And then Melissa Gorga brings up the fact Teresa couldn't see that Kim D was crazy. Like right. she wanted to be Kim D's friend. She wants to she be Danielle's friend. friend. Yeah. She just doesn't have good judgment of character. Fair. And so this all goes down. Um, Margaret ends up getting upset. The final straw right before Danielle's saying, oh, you need a boob job. And Margaret pours a glass of water all over her that hair. Like a full thing of water. Like a full <laughs> bottle of water. So she looked like a drowned rat. Like she looks crazy. The best part was because it was like a bottle of water. So she'd like squeeze it. So yeah. it took like forever. I know. I know. And, and then so everyone was just watching. And this isn't a nice story, okay? So then Danielle grabs Margaret's bag yeah. and she dumps it. Whatever. I don't know why this was her move. She dumps it all over this table. And I literally witnessed the $675 candle just fly off the table and smack onto the ground. And I'm like, I'm like, who's paying for that? Who's paying for that? And all the women are like, you know, Melissa and everybody who's not even involved is like, I'm sorry, I'll pay for this. Like, whatever. It was so awkward and uncomfortable because the owner is watching this happen. I would have, I would have, I would have exited. I'd be like, ladies, ladies. No, I would, no, I can't get in the middle of that. I would just laugh. But um, basically, like, Danielle and Teresa are like, we're leaving, whatever. Like, we're getting out of here. And as Danielle's going to walk out, she does the infamous hair pull on Margaret's long, long, long ponytail. And she. Literally, whiplash. I mean, I don't think she got a broken neck, but whiplash? No. Whiplash? 100%. Hell yeah. 100%. Hell yeah. There's days where I turn my neck the wrong way and it like shatters. Or sleep on like, it the wrong way. It's you, your neck, Her it head was like yanked yank. hard. Like yanked it. So I, I saw the episode first. Caitlin and I both had to catch it on demand, but yeah. I saw the episode first and I told Caitlin, I was like, my jaw was dropped the final 10 minutes of the episode. Yeah. Like my jaw was on the floor for 10 straight minutes. Yeah. And I was like, you need to watch it's it. It's on like, right it's now. So I mean, don't leave us. But Right. So a to be continued episode. Jesus. We're going to see what craziness goes on because I think it's only getting like the, this second half of the season yeah. is just going to get insane. It's, I feel like there's only like a couple episodes left. Though. Well, listen, we, things I'm looking forward to. We still have to see uh, Gia and Frankie going to prom together. Oh really looking forward to that. And we've got the um, Envy fashion show that Frankie's walking in. And then the other thing I'm really looking forward to is when husbands go on vacation. Oh, yeah. And they all get really drunk together. Bill Aiden gets really drunk. Can't wait to see that. So there's still so much yeah. good stuff. Right, right, right. All right. That's my get it off my chest. Keep watching New Jersey because it's been phenomenal. Honestly. Yeah. Pretty sound. So I did. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sweating. I know, me too. Hold on. Ah, for all the silence on the podcast, I was taking a sip of wine. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Um, yeah, so um, I I told you earlier that I was going to talk about Joe Judge again. Yeah. Um, oh, someone gave us a thumbs up. Oh, my God, that's the the Italian restaurant that you like. Oh, uh, Familia. If you're still watching, your food is phenomenal. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I love your food. If anybody hasn't been to La Familia in Caldwell on Bloomfield app, check it out. Great BYOB restaurant. Great Italian food. Okay, wow. Bam, do you want to be our sponsor for 2020? <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need the money, so. Okay. Get out, get out, get out. All right, so um, I'm just going to go through it again. Um, so I know that it was a, a, a complete shock to some people that the New York Giants hired Joe Judge to be their yes. next head coach. Um, what I really liked, and you had said this before, and it's been that constant commentary, um, out of the box. I love that. I think it's absolutely amazing. A lot of people isn't shaking things up. I love that type of phrase right now. I love that he is a special teams coordinator. Um, and I know he did things with the wide receivers, whatever, but like was the wide receivers mm -hmm. coach or whatever, whatnot. Um, Special teams is so um, interesting because you have to see every like every side of everything. Um, I don't think special teams coaches get enough credit mm -hmm. a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. um, look at the Giants this year. Our special teams <laughs> was literally the only group right. that was right. doing yeah, things yeah, yeah, on yeah. the field. Yeah. Um, a lot, but then you see people like Chase Blackburn is now a special teams coordinator for the Panthers. Like they're doing big things. Like it's they just don't get enough special credit. Special teams is really crucial, and, and people really have made is. the argument that Joe Judge. And special teams for the Patriots have actually helped them win games because they've been so solid at special teams. Absolutely. Um, so I just, I love this guy's resume. Um, I love, I, my brother referred to it as his pedigree. I love it. He has worked under not only Bill Belichick, but my Lord and Savior, Nick Saban. Um, 
you can't beat that. So um, how I found out about the news was that I was, um, I feel like I didn't do like a lick of work on Tuesday. <laughs> like, just following the whole thing with like Matt Rule and everything. And mm-hmm. I was messaging back and forth with some guy from work. He's a huge Giants fan. Like we were talking about it. And I was like, what are the Giants doing right now? Like Matt Rule, like he's going to the Panthers, like all this stuff, freaking out. And like, not even like, Five minutes later, I got up to go to the bathroom, and he was like, "We got our guy." And I was like, "What? Wait, what?" Like, I, I like logged off of Twitter for like five minutes. <gasps> he was like, "Yep, Joe Judge." I go, "The guy." I was like, "We interviewed Joe Judge yesterday." And he goes, "Yeah." And he's like, "You're gonna like this guy." He goes, "Worked under Saban." I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So immediately, what I did, yeah, um, and I will fully admit this. I always admit on the show when I'm wrong when I don't know things. I immediately just researched, went right into. Me too. Don't feel bad about that. I know. I don't. The majority of Giants fans didn't know who the hell Joe Judge was. I knew we interviewed him. I knew who he was on the Patriots. So that's what I knew. That was the basis of what I knew. I knew we already spoke to him. Mm -hmm. I knew he worked for the Patriots. So I had to. So me being an Alabama fan, I am admitting to everyone right now. I just, I. He did special teams for Alabama. He actually won uh, two championships with us, I think. He um, wasn't there, like, substantially. Like, he was there, like, three, four yeah. seasons. Um, so, I think in total, he has, like, ten championships under his belt like for, like, a lot. So, he's got, like, a really good resume. Uh, like, including, like, I think it's including Super Bowls and SEC championships and national championships. Okay. He's got, like, it's, like, ten total. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, I just, like, I dove right in and did my research. And what my research found is that I sincerely do think that this is the Giants. This is our coach. This is the New York Giants head coach. Like, not, like, factually, yes, he is. But, like, he is yeah, our yeah, answer. Yeah. And I've been wanting stability. And that's what I've been, I've been saying. Um, my biggest issue is everyone coming at me. Oh, my God, why did it end? All right. Our Instagram just thing just ended. Maybe you have a time limit. I guess so. Oh, yeah, it was an hour. I think you do have a time limit. Insta kicked us off. Assholes. I'm mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too. Um, so my um, biggest thing is that people are making that argument. Oh, my God, the Patriots had no wide receivers last year. They were, the, like, the worst in NFL. Seriously, you're going to take one season from this guy? Yeah. And he was a dual – he had two jobs. Yeah, special teams and wide receivers. So enough with that argument. That was yeah. Stephen A. Smith's argument too. Shut up. A lot of people's argument. I'm done and with to it. Quickly play devil's advocate on that. You can. Um, no, in a, in a agreeing with you because a lot of people did say, well, well, he was the wide receivers coach. That was like the worst wide receiver core for in one the, year. But but I also was reading the fact that yes, he took that role on as well as being the special teams coordinator because people were arguing that Bill Belichick knew this guy was head coach potential yeah. and wanted to add to his resume. So gave him that responsibility yeah. to groom yeah. him to be a head coach in the NFL yeah. and to help him make his case. Yeah. And it was one season. And you're right. He was taking care of two positions. And I do believe that Bill Belichick was doing it to help this guy. Yeah. Land a head coaching position. People also need to understand that too. So apparently Bill Belichick takes special teams very seriously and he doesn't just let any person take over his special teams. So that's another thing as well. Um, so I, so I, I got into like a fight with someone like over that, like, and I've been like going, I've been like, it's like, I went out on Twitter and was like, I agree with this decision. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. almost people just started taking knives and just throwing them at my face. I've been like trying to defend myself, but honestly, you know what? I don't even have to defend myself because I have two quotes here from two of the, literally the goats of (laughs) coaching, literally of college and of NFL. So you just in football. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. And, and, and like they like definitely over the realm, but like if we were doing the whole realm, coach K. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Love you, Coach. Shout out to Coach. I know you're watching me. Shout out to my boy. Bless up. All right, so this is from Nick Saban. Joe did a fantastic job for our program early on in our tenure at Tuscaloosa. He went on to have a lot of success on the Bills staff uh, on Bills staff in New England. Joe is one of the brightest young coaches in our profession. There's keyword too. He is a younger coach, yes, and I think he will do a tremendous job as the head coach of the New York Giants. Just Nick Saban saying the word New York Giants makes me. <laughs> Hell to the yeah. They are getting an extremely smart football coach who is very loyal, organized, and diligent about getting his job done. We wish Joe and his entire family the best of luck with the Giants. I have heard he is very detailed oriented. He is yes. very structured yeah. and he is not 
he's a hard ass in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people have been saying, I don't know if that the team right now is ready for honestly come in and start breaking necks left and right. Mm -hmm. This is from Bill Belichick. Joe has done an outstanding job. He's an excellent coach. He understands the game well, works extremely hard, and is a very good teacher of fundamentals, which guess what? The New York Giants need like yes, no other. Can't even catch the ball. It's fundamental. <laughs> Joe picks up concepts and coaching points quickly, which is great. He's an exceptional leader and one of the best coaches I've been around. <laughs> Bill Palachuk said that about me. I'd be out. Um, he has been responsible for coaching units comp comprised of nearly every player on the roster. That's what special teams does. That requires an ability to handle many moving parts, make constant adjustments, and immediate decisions. I appreciate Joe's many contributions to our own staff and team and wish him well. So Katie, please tell me if you were applying to a job mm -hmm. and you had both of those yeah. recommendations, yeah. Are you getting the job? Hell to the end, you're yeah. getting the job. And those recommendations came after he got the job. Yeah. So he clearly went in and nailed that interview. And these came Well, the Giants later. also had a phone conversation. Well, with they did with Belichick. That was that. And what I want to say about true. that is, um, you know, Bill Belichick coaches the NFL. Mm. He's worried about the New England Patriots, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I know he has an unbelievable great deal of respect for the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he would ever want to ship any of his guys off to the Giants if he didn't think that he was going to truly help them be successful. I absolutely agree with that. And you know me, I've been I've been wanting Bill Belichick to come back to the Giants for God knows how long. I literally was like having this conversation this weekend too. And I was like, I think it's I think it's Bill. He's coming back. And people yeah. were like, you're literally insane. Yeah. So, but, a girl can dream. We can dream. We can dream. Um, I just, both of these, um, absolutely outstanding. Um, I do, there was, um, there was something, there was a point that I, I, oh my God, this is gonna, oh yes. Um, so I know I said this before, so special teams, you, you're literally, you're working with, with everyone. Mm -hmm. You're working with all sides of the fields, offense, defense, everything is, rolls up onto you. I think a lot of special team coaches, you know, they are overlooked. And the biggest thing with this too He's not going to be calling the plays. Yeah. He will not be. Yeah, He's not a made that decision yeah. to stop trying to hire a head coach that's going to call the offensive plays, which Pat Shermer was an offensive coordinator for the Minnesota yeah. Vikings before we got him. And I had nothing against Pat Shermer. I actually was not really in favor of them firing him. Um, and I'd been open and honest with everyone on this podcast about that. My Twitter, I've been constantly saying that. My biggest thing was that he cannot return if he's going to continue to call the plays. Right. And I think that was probably a huge conversation when deciding to let him go because I don't think he was going to let go of play calling yeah. and he was just not good at it. I think he has great potential as a head coach. I think he has, he's going to get picked up actually as an offensive he coordinator. He's got, well, he's going to be, he's got, there's, he'll have a job in two weeks. Um, I don't doubt that. It's not like Ben McAdoo is literally still oh on the. Oh my God. Let's not get into that. sitting on this couch. He still is and miserable. So that's, but I'm very optimistic. And I know sometimes you think I get a little kooky and I go off my, my, I think the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl every day I wake up because that's just me and I want it to happen. And I just, you know, sometimes I get a little crazy and I, I, I overthink a lot of things. And I get really excited and I paint these pictures in my yeah. head and I'm like, oh. I, will, I will admit when the news I'm broke. I'm optimistic. I will admit when the news broke, when it first broke and I first found out, I will admit that my initial reaction was negative. Yeah. And then I, it took about two hours of reading around and looking at the tweets and watching on TV, the commentary to really um, understand the positives. There are still some question marks right. in my mind, of course, it's fair. Um, but I did try to take the positives out of the situation. And and you stating all this is obviously positives. And that's all we can do. All we can do is give the guy a shot and hope for the best. We can't get any worse. I would really like to think we can't get worse. Time will tell. Time will tell. It'll be fun. All right. Bring us home. All right. So lots of things to watch, obviously. Um, this we do not miss. Real Housewives in New Jersey. It was on tonight at 8, but obviously you're not 
watching it because they're watching us. I think they play it later or you can catch it on demand. Um, Real Housewives of Dallas Reunion Part 2 on tonight at 9 o'clock. Real Housewives of Atlanta on Sunday at 8. College Football National Championship, number one LSU versus number three Clemson on Monday at 8 o'clock. That means you got to miss the Bachelor, people. I hope it's going to be a good game. Like, that's all I really hope for. I'm not a big college football fan, but so when this time comes around, I just like to see good games. Um, and then finally, the NFL division round, we've said it a million times, but on Saturday, we have Minnesota versus San Francisco 49ers, uh, and then the Titans versus the Ravens. And then on Sunday, we have the Houston Texans versus the Chiefs and the Seahawks versus Green Bay. Uh, enjoy playoff football. Enjoy the yeah. national championship. Enjoy Cheers. Housewives. Cheers. Great Happy 2020. 2020. Sponsor us. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I'm ending. Facebook first. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye.